On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are well. You 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 already know what we're talking about. You yes. know, if you if you've listened to the show at all, you already know what's coming. If you haven't listened to the show, um, welcome. We're going to talk about Duncan Robinson a lot. We, yeah, welcome, and we have to reiterate: this is a college basketball podcast. That is where we found the man, Duncan Robinson. That is where the Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson story started for this podcast. Uh, so so we'll get into all that, but we're very excited. Right? We, we, have, we have Duncan Robinson, I'll be goddamned, is going to be <laughs> starting in the NBA Finals. And wait, uh, what? Tate and I just feel like like proud. I guess dads sort of but at the same time like we're, what, co- you're, you're we're like co-parenting six, yeah you're like six <laughs> months older than duncan so i'm not really sure that's the right word but uh i don't know we 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 want to we want to talk about it. we want to we want to work through our feelings because uh our buddy is about to start an nba finals game and who saw this coming he went from wanting to be a pa yeah. on one shining podcast and yeah, work with yeah, us and listen yeah. to us and take our advice and your advice specifically to this so, moment in time if you're a regular listener to the show we apologize for uh <laughs> indulging ourselves yeah, but indulging yeah. ourselves but at the same time you you knew what was coming you knew mm. as soon as mm. as soon as the heat won you knew what was coming so, and for the uh, lebron haters we're sorry because we're also going to say yeah. nice things about lebron because he's going we to are? 10 finals yeah we are we wow. are i am mark wow. titus because what's happened we'll get into all this but the, all right. the michael jordan believers and uh, abiders like myself we are tired of being dragged into this whole conversation we can applaud great because yep. we know greatness and uh that's where we are yeah the nba finals are set it's duncan robinson versus lebron james uh, <laughs> america now waits to see what's going to happen we're going to talk about the conference finals wrapping up kind of give our thoughts on that but but mostly we're just going to be excited for duncan i think that's what what's on the docket today we got some college basketball roundup though um as mm. you said we are a college basketball podcast i guess i don't know i didn't actually it's, know it, that until you told me <laughs> until you said that. college basketball uh, is coming back uh we got we got a roundup because i want to talk to you about this uh kentucky louisville drama that's happening mm. um and and it is it is kind of story of college basketball at the moment so i want to other than uh, olivier sar which is uh we, we will yeah. check in on that story kentucky's well. finding a way man <laughs> cal always finds a way uh we're gonna get to all of it but first woody durham he takes the time out they're out foul. All right, before we get started here, Tate, I want to do a little housekeeping. First of all, we are doing the Five Star Friday thing on Friday. Uh, if you missed last show, we're, we're starting the new bid. Give us a five-star review on Apple and write in the review basically just anything you want, and we'll address it. We're going to read all the five-star <laughs> reviews every Friday and um, answer. That's like our version of a mailbag, but we're actually getting something in return instead of just the, uh, yeah. But I guess, I guess mailbag, like when you do a mailbag, the thing you get in return is not having to prep for a show, so... That's kind of cool. <laughs> it works both ways. And honestly, I, I, I've already gone through the reviews and I uh, appreciate all oh, you the have? friends of the program that have started putting in the five-star reviews. We really appreciate that. The, the only non-five-star review that we've had in there so far is a two-star review. And the only you know only thing they had to say was pretty simple. I thought this was a college basketball podcast. Which is, <laughs> and, and I'm leaning into that joke hard because, again, we did start this as a college basketball podcast. We apologize that we changed the name and indulged ourselves yeah, in yeah. Titus and Tate. But college basketball is coming back very 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 yep. soon uh in the future and we're going to be locked in on that but uh that two-star review it still hurts yeah go back give us a five-star i review. thought you were going to spend more time just crying about the tournament being canceled and uh yeah what what, <laughs> what what do you mean trust me you do not want this to be a college basketball podcast the last six months what what we would have <laughs> talked about we just would have been so bitter and like i just would have woke up every day and been like are you ca- we are the one sport that got canceled are you shitting me i would have been so upset and uh 
thankfully we we were, we're here. Fox, Fox was like, no, we want people to listen to your show, so don't be afraid to talk about other stuff. Also, I wanna I wanted to get ahead of this too. Uh, we are planning as Tate brings up us being a college basketball podcast. We are planning on taking a vacation the week uh, so after the finals end basically. So we're gonna take. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the dates work out to be. I just booked my flight back home. It's going to be the 16th, October 16th. So like we're going to do a show on, it's going to come out on that Friday, the 16th. And then the following week, we're taking the week off. And the reason I bring that up is because up until we take the week off, we're probably just going to be talking about the finals and, and what else is going on and, and kind of covering that. When we come back, we are going into full, full fledged pedal to the metal uh, NBA draft slash college basketball mode. And that yeah, is our a, a top 100 list where we yeah. forget Tennessee. Like yeah. these are the things that we're going to do. We're going to be a, a full breakdown of college basketball. But like you said, we're going to ride this little journey out where we got to have NBA basketball in October. It's a different time, guys. I yeah. don't know if you've heard. So we had to switch up the show a little bit. Like you said, we're going to come back full throttle. We need, yeah, I don't know. We, we haven't taken – we're, we're not heroes. I'm not, I don't mean to <laughs> say it like that. But we haven't taken any time off during the, the whole – clusterfuck that this world has been and um it's not that we're super stressed out or burnout or whatever but we have just kind of like i, I want to be excited about college basketball again i want to be so we're just going to take a week off and then we'll be back and uh we're going to dive into it college basketball will be back and away we go so um that is the plan right now just want to give everyone a heads up uh, you have between now and october whatever what what is it the 20th or something like that the week yeah the 20th? 29th yeah you have until then to figure out like other podcasts to listen to that week. Uh, I, I guess there are others out there. I don't know. That's that's what I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> Some people are saying so. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Enough about that. We have to talk about Duncan. Uh, let's let's get into it. Let's let's. I, I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just let's just start there. I, I, I'm just uh, so happy, man. Like the the clock's ticking down. Duncan's hitting dagger threes. And again, like I I apologize ahead of time. This is going to get self indulgent. I, I I guess the disclaimer is this like. Whatever I say for the rest of the show, uh, I genuinely don't mean to make it about us. Like we're, that, I don't want to do that. Like I, I tweeted some. I tweeted the text that Duncan had had sent me three years ago, and the whole reason, like Duncan and and I and and our show um, became a thing, was because Duncan reached out to me three years ago. I told the story on here a million times. Uh, and when I was tweeting, I I I went back and forth on whether I should do it because I don't want to. I genuinely don't want to make it like about me i didn't i wasn't trying to be like duncan robinson was a fan of mine back in the day or <laughs> i've known this guy forever like that's not the point of us like bringing this up a million times for no, me it, the I, point I, I genuinely is to let jj reddick know yeah, right. <laughs> the lay of the no land. i genuinely like uh, no one's everyone's rolling your eyes whatever i don't care uh i genuinely don't care about that like i don't care that people know that i've known duncan robinson when he was a on coming off the bench of Michigan. the whole reason i bring it up tate is just like to further contextualize just how insane it is just because like I, I, I don't, I, I'm watching, I, he's going to start an NBA finals game and I, I don't know. i like, like the, the point of our show is you and I talk about basketball. We talk about like the things on our mind and honest to God, the only thing on my mind when I'm watching Duncan Robinson in the Eastern conference finals, hitting daggers to, to end the Boston Celtics, to, to put Danny Ainge back at the drawing board where he's like, what the hell am I going to do? And, and the, the, the cult of Jason Tatum and Brad Stevens and these guys are the chosen ones and like it's over and and what the hell where the hell do the Celtics go from here the whole as I'm watching that all I can think is like this is unbelievable it's genuinely like the story's been told a million times not only our story with Duncan but like his story in general and transferring from from D3 school to Michigan and all that kind of stuff 
I, I still am not used to it. I still can't believe it. I feel like he can't believe it. Every time we talk to him, he's like, this is crazy. <laughs> he's just got that attitude of like, yeah, it's wild, right? <laughs> um, and that makes it even crazier to me. It's like, there's no, like when you talk to him, there's no part of him that's like shifted into like, now I'm a star mode. Mm-hmm. He's just still like pretty crazy, right? This is yeah. wild. <laughs> that's what I, cause I, I text him. So the reason I, I, I uh, I, I haven't said a word to him in the bubble, so my apologies to Heat fans if I ended up jinxing the Heat now that I actually reached out to Dunk. But as the clock was going down, I was like getting a little emotional watching it happen, and I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to text Dunk. So I just texted him. I said, congrats, man. I'm so happy for you. And then he responded, and he was like way too soon, by the way, like within like 20 minutes of the horn sounded. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Uh, and he responded, and he, he said, like, this is wild, man, NBA Finals. And, and the, again, the reason I bring that up is because it just it, – it, to me, it contextualized. This is not a man who's like, hell yeah, I belong here, whatever. It's like, like he still feels like the same guy who's like, this is absolutely insane. I'm about to play in the NBA Finals. It's, I don't know. I, it's, I, I don't, I don't know if that was a coherent thought. What I just said, but <laughs> I'm trying to work through it. I would say to contextualize it. Uh, last summer at summer league uh, in Las Vegas, we're staying out at my buddy Tyler's house in Henderson, Nevada, and I had told him earlier in the day. I said, hey. Uh, a guy that plays for the Miami Heat is going to come over here and do a podcast with Titus and I. I just want to let you know, FYI, we're going to be in your studio recording. He's like, cool, man, no doubt. It's, it's no thing. And uh, day goes on. Duncan Robinson is at, you know, hanging out with us. We record the podcast. He's walking around outside. Tyler looks over at me and he goes, when's that uh, NBA player coming over here? <laughs> That, that will contextualize it. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, yeah. Duncan Robinson was probably, in our, in our minds, the MVP of Summer League right then. Bam Adebayo was, you know, also in consideration because he was playing point guard in Summer League, which we get a little, you know, foreshadowing for what we now see in the mm-hmm. NBA bubble. But anyways, at that point in time, Duncan Robinson was not the starter in the NBA Finals. He was still just, you know, a regular guy. And like you said, he's acting like a regular guy. Uh, he loves being inside the bubble. I gave him a show to watch inside the NBA bubble, Top Boy. He's like, it's a great show. I'm like, this is just a hilarious phenomenon that someone so regular is in yeah. this and, and the fact that, like you said, we, we he comes and reaches out to you, and then we see him in the Sweet 16 of the Elite Eight in L.A. Uh, in, the, in the regional there. When they win that, we're in the locker room afterwards. We're asking him normal questions. He's like, yeah, I can't believe we're going to the Final Four. We see him down in the Final Four. Wasn't the best title game, and if you want to go back and rework it, he got some cheap fouls early on in that game. Mm-hmm, so we'll defend mm-hmm. him in the mm-hmm. national championship game. But don't Duncan think it would have mattered, but <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe it the Robinson. Ex- yeah. The experience itself, right. From seeing, you know, the Williams college story, the, the six men coming off the bench, just arguing for him to be a starter um, yeah. like that. It's to the fact that now he's a starter. The fact that the guy didn't start at Michigan is a starter in the NBA finals. Not, you know, some yeah. two or three years later, that says a lot about where we are in the journey. And uh, we're just happy for him. I think that's like, really it. I yeah. got home. I, I flew five hours back from North Carolina. I got to my house and, uh, you know, everyone's like, why are you so giddy? And like one of my good friends is a Heat fan. And he's obviously giddy. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just pumped. Like I didn't get to watch the game really. Like I watched the game after yeah. the fact, like when I got home because I taped it, but I didn't watch it live. So I landed and then I had some guy on my plane I'd been talking to. He's like, hey, man, you see that the Heat won? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, Duncan Robbins is in the finals. Like I just assumed something negative would have happened. Uh, he was in the three point contest this year. That's what I, I, yeah, I, I don't mean for us to pretend like we're his family and we were in it. For no, him. like, yeah, I, we're I friends of the program. And, I'm, and like I'm you said, too that, many that's disclaimers. A I'm getting that's too, a I'm too insecure about it all, but I, I genuinely, it's just, it's just weird for me. Cause I know what it's like to be on the other end. If you're listening to our show and you're here and it feels like we're jerking each other off about how, 
I have Duncan Robinson's phone number and I've, I'm, we're like Duncan Robinson hipsters. I, I don't mean for it to be that. I genuinely don't. I hope people understand that. Like the whole reason I want to bring it up and, and continue to bring it up is just because I think Duncan, he's, he's the coolest dude in the world, just in the sense of like the most down to earth guy. Like, like you brought up the time at last summer league when he came to, to do the show, you left out the part that we were staying in Henderson, which is well yeah. off the strip, well off of where everything's going on. Yeah, 30 dude, miles. Yeah. This dude took an Uber to come see us because he just like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll do the show. I'll come do it. And the idea that a guy had started in the NBA finals, like went 30 minutes out of the way and it paid for his own Uber to come do it. You know what I mean? Like he, he it just never crossed his mind. It's in the same way that, that my brother, if he was in mm-hmm. Vegas, my brother would take, cause Duncan just doesn't think that way. Like he's going to sign a massive contract. He's going to make like 20 something million dollars a year. And he's still going to be acting this way. And we're still going to like have him on the show. And it's going to look like he lives in a dorm room and he's got nothing on his walls and no furniture. And he's, and he's still going to have the attitude of like, I don't know. I don't know if this is permanent. It's like, Duncan, you signed a six year contract. I think it's, I think you're <laughs> yeah. good. He's like, I don't know, yeah. man. I, yeah. I'm we'll see, man. I'm just, tell me it's over. I don't know. He's, he's like, I'm just trying to earn my spot out here. I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to go to, to the Sioux falls or wherever they're going to send him. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of just the whole mentality and the de- demeanor. And I think like, uh, just from the heat standpoint, it's still shocking that they are here at this moment. I yeah. know like it is the NBA bubble and we all talked about how anything is possible, but the Lakers being there, I can, I can take that right in my mind. Right. That makes sense. That. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Right. In 2020, not a lot makes sense, but that makes sense to me. The Lakers could be in the finals, but the fact that the Miami heat with Jimmy Butler and, and the fact that the media has completely done this 180 and they've all acted like they have always known that Jimmy Butler's this dog that's been ready to, to take yeah. on the fight. And that, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo <laughs> was a guy that they were on, you know, this whole time. And, I mean, I'll say this. The like Celtics Dun- were definitely going to draft Tyler Hero in the <laughs> yeah. next pick. They were yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely going to draft. <laughs> I, I want to see the I want to see the report come out that they were definitely going to draft Duncan Robinson if he if yeah. the Heat didn't. And then someone's I, like, oh, I, Duncan I, went undrafted. <laughs> Celtics were planning to draft Bam Adebayo. Uh, <laughs> like he, he committed to go to the Celtics. I mean, that's pretty much like where we are, where everything is spun the other way. But yes, it's crazy for Duncan to be a star on that team. But like even for Bam Adebayo, like Bam Adebayo was in the state of North Carolina. And North Carolina was not necessarily fo- – they were focused on Harry Giles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was going to go to NC State. And that was sort of the idea. And the fact that he went to Kentucky, wasn't even the most high-profile guy. You had Malik He's the third-best player on the team. Exactly. And the fact yeah. that I would say, arguably, he may be the most talented player on the Miami Heat. Yeah. That, that is a stretch in and of itself. And, uh, you know, we're excited for Duncan. How many, how many guys on the Heat were genuinely the best players on their college team? Because Jimmy Butler, I mean, no. I guess – Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler were both not the best players who, on their team. Who was, who was Darius Johnson? Darius Johnson Odom? Odom was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody From Raleigh, team. North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Who, who was on Heroes' team? That was, uh, that was Keldon Johnston, Ashton Hagens, uh was that PJ Washington was on that yeah, team? Yeah, in um, retrospect, Hero probably was the best player on that team. Yeah, yeah, but I guess so. We but, did not think that at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd have to go back and like really think about that one. Keldon Johnson, was he technically like who won ACC player or SEC player of the year that year? Was it a Kentucky guy or was it someone else? Wasn't it Keldon it Johnson? Else. Was it was it Grant Williams that won SEC oh, player? Oh, okay. Year? Yeah, yeah. It might have been Grant Williams that year. And um, also in that series, to- Grant Williams. Uh you know, he was a big factor. He was the reason that the Celtics tried to get back in that game when they go small and put him at the five, looking like a Draymond Green out in the East. So that was always a moment. 
well, God damn it! I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up because this Are you is trying to figure out who was on the team with Tyler Hero. Yeah, everyone everyone's gonna be losing their minds um, at the mm. fact that they're yelling we right don't now. Know the answer. Yeah, they're yelling at the they're like you morons. I thought this was a college basketball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, tell them that after we get back from break, it'll be back. There. Yeah, it was Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I was just making sure the timeline is right. 2018, 19. Yeah, it was Grant Williams. But, mm. um, Anyway, that doesn't, so that doesn't really answer our question. Who was the best player on the Kentucky team? But, um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could have been Grant Williams. Uh, so I, 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 where were we? Were we talking about Duncan? Are we done with Duncan? Or, I don't know. I, 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 I just kind of. I was just I saying, know. like Duncan, to extrapolate the whole point of how surreal the whole experience is. But yes, we can yeah. funnel it back to Duncan. In, in, in the fact that LeBron James is playing Duncan in the finals, you would not think that Duncan is Duncan Robinson. You would think it was Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? The fact that right. Duncan is playing and starting against this team. And the fact that he was a LeBron fan, right? Like, he's a big LeBron fan, and he was a Celtics fan. The fact that he was hitting shots against his childhood favorite team. Right. That's just wild. Can that I say surreal. this, too? And this is this is very self-indulgent, but um, <laughs> this is why I keep uh, just losing my mind watching I'm going to change the name of this podcast. It's just, just yeah. self-indulgent. We should name the podcast uh, after ourselves because we just talk about <laughs> ourselves all the time. It should be called, like, Titus and T- Oh. Yeah, shocking. Um, <laughs> that two-star reviewer gets so upset right now. He's like, "Wait a second. No, but 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 part of the reason I I, I lose my mind watching Duncan is because like I really, th- th- it feels like there's something weird going on with me. And I want to again preface this: I do not believe that I have any impact on these people's lives whatsoever. I I do not believe that anybody's success in life has anything to do with me. Um, I am in no way taking credit for what happens, but. I'm telling you, Tate, it's just like a bizarre feeling for me because this, in all seriousness, like it, it, hap- it seems to happen to me a lot. Like that, that, that I, I knew Duncan when he was like, like we got on board the Duncan Robinson bandwagon. He, in our minds, we were going to watch him play at Michigan. Michigan was going to lose in the second round of the NCAA tournament. We were going to be big Duncan Robinson. They almost did. Yeah, Jordan Poole hit the, the shot. Was that, no, second, that was, was second round, round. right? Yep. Yeah, and if Jordan Poole doesn't hit that shot, that that was pretty much what we expected. We were just gonna like ride it out with Duncan and then like pat him on the back. Maybe he 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 goes like what he said on our show earlier this year that he thought he was gonna go play in Lithuania. Maybe we do like a few podcasts with him from Lithuania, mm-hmm. and then he quits his basketball career and like he's the third co-host of the show. Like that was kind yes. of where we thought maybe it would go. You know, and America's like, wow, they got another white guy that like, yeah, right, <laughs> sweet, uh, <laughs> great, another Big Ten white guy. That's exactly what they need. So then, to, to see him do that is like, like again, I don't take credit for it or whatever, but it's just like, oh my god, I knew that guy back when this was going on, and now he's doing this. And the reason I bring that up is because this this has happened so many times, Tate. I went to high school. I it, it, when I was in high school, I was in the exact same building. If you go to Brownsburg High School in like two thousand four, two thousand five, walking through the halls was. Gordon Hayward, who's on the Boston Celtics, you may have heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Lynn, who's a starting pitcher, he's the ace. He's like the workhorse for the Texas Rangers right now. Was in the Cy Young discussion this year, but kind of fell apart and had a couple bad starts. But he's unbelievable baseball player. Drew Storen, who's out of baseball now, but was, uh, was basically the, the Washington Nationals closer for a long time. And then they signed Papelbon, and it became a mess. And, but he was a major league closer and a pretty good one, almost made an all-star team. Tucker Barnhart, who is the starting catcher for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. A uh, kid named Chris Jones, who was a defensive tackle for the Patriots when he won the Super Bowl one year. I think he was like a backup, but he was playing on the pitch. All of us were in the same high school at the exact same time. And, and this wasn't a private school. This wasn't even a particularly massive school. We were kind of big, but it's like on the outskirts of Indianapolis – and just to see, like, again, I'm not taking credit for any of this, but it's just, like, so weird 
to know that. It's so weird to like have known to 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 be. Uh, I was on Brad Stevens' AAU team when I was I, I when I was in second grade. Brad Stevens was like 22 years old and was a video coordinator on the side for Butler and like. I was playing for him, and then now he's gone on to that. And I guess, like, the point I'm trying to make, Tate, is am I Forrest Gump or am I, like, good mm-hmm. luck Chuck? I, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Like, am I just, like, Forrest Gump or I'm just, like, kind of, like, existing in these things? Like, I knew Greg Oden when he could barely walk, and he was wearing rec specs, and he's in sixth grade. He's, like, tripping over his feet. And then he morphs into – and I'm not taking credit for any of this. I'm just, like – I feel like I'm just kind of, like, always in the periphery of, like, greatness. And I don't know if I should feel good about that. Or not? And I, no, I don't you should just be ha- you should just be proud that you're from Indiana. And I think uh, that's that's uh, when you have certain places that you're from that have produced greatness, like a David Letterman, you know, from Indiana. There, there's yeah. certain people that are tied to your community. I had the same problem with North Carolina. People get upset that I bring it up all the time, but I get infatuated with the fact that Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, all these people were from North Carolina. I'm like. This is wild to me that these people can all be from this place and have this connection. And like you said, just the fact that you could narrow it down to a high school and a point in time. It's just so for, weird. It's yeah. just so it's just so weird to me that like again, it's a lot of it is like confirmation bias because there are a lot of guys that I know that didn't do shit. There's a lot of guys I went to high school with that did not do shit. But it's just it's just crazy to me because like most people seem to know like one or two people that go on to great things. And I don't I don't know. I mean, another great example, like, honest to God, I went on part of my take. I was, like, their third guest ever, and I agreed to do it just because I wanted to see what PFT Commander's face looked like. And I was like, I, this, I'm, not, I'm going to do this slapdick show, and that'll be that. And then that blew up. And, again, I can't reiterate enough. I'm not taking credit for any of this. I'm just saying that, like, I really feel sometimes it becomes, like, surreal that you used that word earlier. That's kind of how I feel about it is, like, I just sit there, and I'm like, is, is something going on here? Like, is am I Forrest Gump? I just feel like I'm Forrest Gump. Or is it Good Luck Chuck? I don't know. I never actually saw Good Luck Chuck. I just know the the premise of the guy, like, enters people's lives, then he leaves, and they become great, or they find their... They find their lover. It's they find their lover, yeah. It's yeah, like, it's... Uh, good Luck Chuck is, like, what my love life is like. Everyone, after <laughs> yeah. they, get, they get married. and the, But that's a North Carolina thing. You're like, this is this is great. Anyway, um, enough of I that. Think, I think you're Forrest Gump. That's the final answer. I think I'm Forrest Gump. <laughs> I really feel like I'm Forrest Gump. And, and the reason I kind of bring it up, too, is, like, this, this happens even in my private life. Like, people will... That people know that I know Greg Oden or they know that I know Mike Conley or whatever, but then, like, they find out that, like, I've known Brad Stevens forever. And they're like, what the fuck? How do you... I'm like, I don't really know, honestly. Like, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't good at anything. I was just kind of around at the right, I don't know. It's, this is way too self-indulgent. Let's move on. I, I just, I, I really, I really have those thoughts as I'm watching Duncan. I'm like, how the fuck, what is happening? What is happening? Uh, and I also say that to say, uh, when I put out that tweet last night, uh, and, it, and it kind of blew up, I mean, whatever. Uh, I have had so many people DMing me asking, for the magic touch. They're like, Hey man, can you do for me whatever you did for Duncan? Like, I swear to God, I should show you my DMs. It's just what I like. They're all like robots. They're all like 15 year old bots. They're either 15 year old. Titus, kids or can bots you give me both. advice? Yeah. Uh, I would like yeah. to start the NBA finals as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> what if that, what if that is my destiny? What if that's just what I do? Is just, I just have the you funnel the, kids of the finals. The t- anyway, <laughs> that was, that was, that got off the rails. I just, I feel like everyone just turned the show off. I know. Uh, well, get, well, Duncan, Duncan started listening to the show to hear about himself and he was like, yeah. wait a second. What happened? Yeah, we're talking about, <laughs> what, what's going these on? guys just say they don't want to talk about themselves. And then they talked about themselves for 30 minutes. Don't say they say me. Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. 
All right, so let's talk about the finals. Let's let's actually talk about the the games. We, let's we talk about the, surreal. Let's talk yeah. about LeBron James is surreal. Let's talk about the fact that this guy and uh, and I say this with all due respect, he has surpassed my wildest expectations for what the Los Angeles Lakers experience would look like. And I know a lot of people are like, "Well, he got Anthony Davis. He convinced Anthony Davis to leave eighty million dollars on the table to come to mm-hmm. to L.A. and be his number two. That is, in and of itself, a feat that I have never seen. And the fact that you can just say that someone went to 10 finals. I mean, Jerry West is the logo of the NBA, and we talk about his finals records all the time. We obviously talk about Michael going 6-0, and but the fact that LeBron James over this past decade has been the pinnacle point for a singular player to mm-hmm. go to the finals and for it to be, and I know we said the LeBron narrative isn't as strong this year, it is going to be strong in the finals because this is what he has been able to do by making it a thing to go to the finals. I find it spectacular, and I find it almost like I'm uneasy about it, Mark Titus, yeah. because I can't comprehend the fact that it did happen. And uh, I just want to personally say I give kudos, and I don't want it to be a LeBron James is like like what 2016 was, which is like he's chipping away at the Jordan thing. Like who cares? Like who cares? Who cares? Like, it's yeah. unfa- it's unfair to LeBron James in this current moment moment to bring up Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan, the last dance we just had this great experience. Like just leave it be, let it be there, and let LeBron be great this moment because it is unbelievable. And and when he was the one down the stretch that was hitting those shots, when he hit that three, and it was basically the game ceiling three to to get them to the finals, and he reacted that way. He deserved that reaction. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of times in my life where I was maybe more. Uh, tethered to the Jordan identity that I I didn't want to give him that moment. And I'm like, that's annoying or whatever it may be. But I almost felt like relief for him in that moment. The same way that I feel relief for Jimmy Butler getting this vindication and validation because there's just so much BS these guys have to deal with. And like we, we are a party to that BS. We talk about all this stuff. So they obviously hear the noise. We are part of the noise, but I just wanted to say it off the top. I mean, the, the, the fact that this guy's in the finals with the Lakers, that is surreal to me. And and what what does it matter if uh, as I said when we were going over the last dance thing like if if someone if some deity came down and said I've I have the <laughs> definitive answer here is your answer Michael Jordan is actually the greatest it's not LeBron like some people mm-hmm. think or it's or he says the other thing and it's like this is the definitive answer please stop arguing about it and like we all as a society we're like all right we'll never bring this up again we have the answer it's obviously LeBron. It's 100% LeBron. God himself parted the skies and told us it's LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then what do we do with that information, Tate? What, uh, what, who cares? We, we like, etch it in how stone. We etch it in stone, yeah. and then someone will tear down that statue. And then, like, and, then Luke, and then we look up in Luca's 12th year, and we're like, I don't know. <laughs> this is time like, I think, I think Luke we start knocking God. on God's door, and we're like, God, you there? Uh, need an update, please. <laughs> um, I mean, I get it. It's like fun conversation. It's fun barbershop conversation. It's it's whatever. But like, the, I, I think We've what's changed it, for me is, is that people, I, I I I have had these conversations a million times. Like everyone who watches basketball, you talk about stuff like that. Who, who's your favorite player? Who you think's the best player? All that kind of stuff. What's changed for me though? It was it was always like, at least in my experience, it, it used to be an agree to disagree type thing. Where it's like for me, I think. <laughs> I think, I think everything used to be agreed to disagree. Yeah, right. And thing. like now, now yeah. it's like 
we can't have that. Like we have to solve this. And yeah. You, and, and, and you have to pick a side and <laughs> I, I will yell at you until you agree with me. You will yell at me until I agree with you. And then like, you're like to what end? What, what is the end of this? Yeah. What, what is the end game here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got great advice uh, the other day when I was back home and the, basically what they said was that a, a Greek God, the Greek mythology, the Greek gods that were made up, they never made a Greek God that was liked by everybody because it was so impossible. So yeah, like to think that everyone like that, that was so far like Greek gods could do anything, but even that was an impossibility in their mind. And the fact that like, we're never going to have a hundred, a hundred percent consensus on anything. And the fact that people want to shove it down your face and say like, that is the answer. Some people are just going to like, some people, even if they thought it was the answer would never agree to that because they don't want to be told what the answer is. And like that, I think is what is so funny about the whole goat debate because everyone wants to have, that one answer and then if you don't agree with it yeah and everyone everyone has their opinion and thinks the other side is the one that's biased but they're not biased and if you love jordan <laughs> you're like everyone who thinks lebron's the best you're all, i all admit my no bias yeah. yeah you're all just too young to watch jordan meanwhile like yeah. you could say the same thing that like the people who love jordan will say no one will ever top jordan and just that that statement in and of itself is biased because you're basically saying you're you saying no matter everyone what happened, yeah. like if, so, you're telling me if LeBron wins seven straight for the, like if forty year old LeBron has won the last five <laughs> titles in a row, and he he now has eight championships, that doesn't that doesn't pass Jordan in your mind? No, because he <laughs> lost six. Because like, all right, so you're biased. Now. Just, so how about you shut the hell up? Uh, it's all it's all insane. So like you said, I think you just step back and you you really think it. Like I don't care what the what the circumstances are lebron has like like there has never been a more criticized athlete in north, in north american history never no matter what and i know plenty of people love him there's never you could just make the same statement and say there's never been a athlete who has so many fanboys and that's probably true too mm-hmm. the the way like it's the path is too easy and and the east is the the eastern conference is the easiest you know all all of his eastern conference appearances are discredited because the east sucks and the east is easy and anyone can win in the east and then he goes to the west and now all of a sudden like he's they're 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 winning every series in five games and now it's like well maybe the west is too easy it's like you can't what (laughs) meanwhile the 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 raptors won the title last year and you know like the like the the eastern conference is easier technically but at the same time if you look at the landscape of it it's like i don't know the east had some pretty good teams like as soon as lebron leaves the power vacuum that existed like all these teams rose up and the raptors are good the bucks are good the heat are a five seed and they made it like the east is deep as shit and lebron the only reason we're seeing that now is because LeBron's not there anymore because he used to beat the hell out of all these guys. The Sixers are were, were thought of as like a title contender, quote unquote, mm-hmm. not too long ago, and mm-hmm. uh, now the wheels are falling off because they can't compete in the East. So th- what I'm saying is like everyone is so quick, like the haters or whatever, are quick to like throw <laughs> stipulations on everything, and like he, he needed Anthony Davis and he needed this. It's unbelievable. Nine nine finals in ten years is unbelievable. I don't. If if you if you are looking for ways to pick that apart, you're a moron. Just shut the hell up and just say like that's amazing. Yeah, you can still say Michael Jordan's better than him, but like just you have to first say that's amazing. Yeah, first be like LeBron is amazing. This is amazing. And and look, and if you want to make a little sarcastic right comment, like you know we enjoy on this program, say something like, yeah, I mean the first guy to go to the finals with three different teams, Danny Green. You know, yeah, like make right, a joke right, like right, that. Like right, that's right. that is in good fun and good spirit. And the, the fact that we all want to tear down LeBron, it kind of reminds me of Serena Williams, and they kind of have had similar trajectories their entire career. Where, but Serena doesn't have the the fan base that is just either one hundred percent gung ho that wants to basically fight you if you say LeBron James has ever done anything wrong. 
uh, or the people that are just spend their entire time trying to take down LeBron like a Skip Bayless. Uh, you know what I mean? And 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 Skip's even fun about it because obviously it's like a TV character at some point. Yeah, but yeah. There are real life people that want to like personally see him fail, and they there tune in to watch people, him fail. Yeah, there yeah. are real life people that will think less of you. Like if I if I was to come out and definitively say I believe LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, there will be people that like think less of me like they're yes, like me. listeners I, I, I would think less <laughs> of you <laughs> there will be listeners that are like damn it i guess i can't listen to that show anymore i thought titus knew what he's talking about i guess this guy's a moron like uh or or vice versa like if, if there are people that genuinely believe like I don't, it's it's the weirdest thing because i feel like it doesn't happen in any other sport i know people like to do the the quarterback goat debate but it's even even then it's like not as is it because brady has just kind of taken it because i don't even feel like brady's taken because at the same time like Brady is not the best quarterback. He's just won the most rings, right? Yeah, exactly. And then like Joe Montana but, this weekend, like he he saved his grandchild from getting kidnapped. And that was like the first time that I've seen people say, still the goat. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was right. like, oh, right. That's right. Joe Montana's the goat. Joe Montana's okay, the goat. I got gotcha. but, but no one, no, like I, I feel like no one's going to pull a knife on someone else for arguing that like Aaron Rodgers no. is better than Tom Brady. It's just kind of like. Or even like my mom, Dan Marino. Like Dan Marino is the best yeah. quarterback in her mind ever. Like she, she's like, I like Dan Marino and Tony Romo. And like those guys, obviously. He did not win championships, but they, you know, the 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 quarterback play is what she's talking about. She's like, I don't care. I'm not rings culture. It's, just, it's Marino and Romo. You're like, okay, is, uh, <laughs> if LeBron, if LeBron <laughs> wins the title, if the Lakers win the title, can we put it on the ballot with the election on, in November? Are you a LeBron or a George? Can we solve it as Honestly. a country once and for all? Like, vote on that. <laughs> Let's just be honest. The, Republi- the Republicans are taking Jordan, and I'm not going to be able to. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> they're, getting, they're running hard with it. Is there? There's an electoral college. There's a third party candidate. It's Bill Russell. The Bill Russell party. <laughs> he steals some votes. <laughs> then there's a debate. Is Bill? Is the Bill Russell party stealing votes from LeBron? Yeah, from LeBron's Bill? party. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and then Jordan wins in a landslide. <laughs> Recount. <laughs> uh what what else do we have to talk about with the uh, uh let, let, can we recap like the nuggets and the cell i just basically want to say yeah. like the nuggets are awesome and i love them and i guess we can move mm-hmm. on that's really it i just wanted to say the nuggets such a fun team uh jeremy grant i feel like he's gonna leave because someone some small market team is just gonna pick a dump truck up and the nuggets would be like if they're smart if they're smart yeah. like the cleveland cavaliers someone yeah like, like that, the Cavs hey. are gonna be like here's 30 million dollars a year and the nuggets are gonna be like we like it jeremy but not quite that much and mm-hmm. that's gonna be the end of that but it would be awesome if you came back but even if he doesn't the nuggets are young they are deep they are fun uh will barton didn't even play in the series which isn't an excuse it's just pointing out that like there's another guy that's like has been starting for the nuggets and was not even in the bubble by Mm -hmm. he he was in the bubble initially right and then he left because he was hurt and they just figured what the hell uh gary harris didn't have a great series i didn't think and um bull bull is like a ferrari in the garage Mm -hmm. just waiting to the Michael Porter Jr. Missing. I just, I don't know. I don't really have a coherent thought on the Nuggets. I don't have a coherent thought all day in this, on this show. It doesn't really feel like, but uh, the, I just wanted to <laughs> shout out the Nuggets because they were so much fun and I really, really enjoyed them. And even though they lost in five games, um, they're, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch them the next few years. Yeah, I think with the Nuggets, the the real thing to watch is what is it? What happens with the free agency period, right? What does that fallout look like? If they're they have a, if they have a path, they have a path. If they figure out how to get Jeremy Grant in to buy in on taking less money to say, hey, yeah. I'll do this for two years and I'll try to win a championship with this core group of guys, that would be great, um, and that would be a nice fix for now. But the, the thing I'll say about the Celtics and the Nuggets, they both have bought into the idea, and, and after the game, they're talking about the future. We're going to be back. And I think, you know, 
that's I think it's only awesome. true of one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, exactly. I think it's good and dandy in a vacuum. But when Kimber Walker is talking about the future, like Kimba, you're 31. Like what? Like this Kimba is Kimba and Gordon Hayward are being paid like 69 million, 68 million dollars next year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Gordon's banged up. I, I, I love Gordon. I want to cheer for Gordon. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm a Gordon Hayward fan. Obviously, you know this day. You know this about me. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's banged up. He's he's hurt a lot, and he's he the the very first game he played in as a Celtic, he, his foot exploded, <laughs> and he came back. He, he wasn't 100 percent in this series. He tried to come back. Uh, you have you have injury prone Gordon Hayward and Kibba Walker, who is I don't want to say Small. washed up, but um, he's on the wrong side of 30 and on the wrong side of six foot. <laughs> And that's not a great combination. And those are the two guys that you're paying an ungodly amount of money to, and they're locked in. And I don't, I don't know where the Celtics go from here because no, like the the Bucks, the Raptors, the Heat, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixers, maybe they figure it out. Like everyone's quick to like shit on the Sixers. I don't know. It, it feels like the Sixers are a tweak away from being competitive again, and maybe they <laughs> could be good enough to bounce. The Four Celtics. bounces away from something last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, 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 it really did feel inevitable that the Celtics were going to go on a run. Uh, I mean, what was it, a couple of years ago they made the Eastern Conference Finals the first time? Was it 17, I think? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they lost like in five games to the Cavs. And then the next year they took them to seven, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, so this is going to be a thing. We're going to see the Celtics all the time. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's inevitable. I think I'd be much more excited if I was a Nuggets fan than a Celtics fan about the yeah. future. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if that's because, like you said, we have a Ferrari in the garage, and I know like there's some Celtics listeners that'll probably be like, "What about Taco Fall? We have all these fun guys. What about <laughs> you know Grant Williams shows?" Like, I think Grant Williams was the one bright spot for me. If mm-hmm. I'm the Celtics, I take away and I say, "Hey, we have a small ball five that we can trust." to come in and help run what Brad wants to run. But like you said, we have these older guys that are not the best fit for this version of this team. Brad Stevens got kind of, I wouldn't say exposed. That's way too far of a word. But Brad Stevens, he, he got shown up by Eric Spolstra on a big stage, so much so that today I saw about five different headlines that said Eric Spolstra is definitively the best coach in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because most people assumed that there was going to be like this passing of the torch where Popovich takes off the crown and bestows it upon Brad Stevens. And I don't know how much of that is like NBA fan fiction where, you know, the the, the Celtics, Boston media wanted that to be the case. The media wanted the Celtics so badly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They wanted like in game four, uh, no, game five, the, when the Celtics, because the Celtics go on that big run um, in game five and kind of win it running away. And all, all of the buzz from what I was gathering, uh, maybe I was just looking in the wrong places, but it felt like all the conversation was like, the Heat have to be careful. They're giving the, they're giving the Celtics a lot of momentum here. They're, the Celtics are seeing shots go down. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is bad news. And I was like, is it? I mean, they're, they're, they're up 3-1. They, they just lost game five. Like, they, they, they still have two more chances to win one game to make the NBA Finals. Like, they have been dominant most of this series from what I've seen. Like, do we really have to worry about this? But the media, man, they were they were trying to will it into existence so badly. God, God love them. God love them. They wanted a game seven, and yeah. uh, they, they wanted that moment in time where Jimmy Butler has the egg on his face of like, I was celebrating too early. But Bam Adebayo after that game, I mean, we again, we're a college basketball podcast. We learned when Bam Adebayo and De'Aaron Fox were crying after Luke May hit the shot that like something it just meant more to those guys, and especially to Bam. And the fact that Bam after game five says – it was my fault that we lost. I played like shit, and Daniel Tice cooked me tonight, and I couldn't handle the pick and roll, and it was all my fault. And the fact that Jimmy Butler came in after him, 
heard him yeah. say that because I'm sure Jimmy was going to say the same thing. And then he had to go on damage control and say it's definitely not Bam's fault. That showed me a lot about that Miami Heat team that they, they're all like arguing to take the blame. Like yeah. they all like they're all like I am the guy that that screwed yeah. up. Like it is ex Spartacus. My, yeah, 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 yeah. It is my bad. Yeah, and I I don't know. That said a lot to me about. And then when I watched that press conference, I was like, man, they're winning Game Six. Like, there's no doubt about that. And Bam played that. Like I saw on ESPN today, uh, Wilbon said it was mini LeBron esque in that game. And I don't know what he meant other than to say like he took it <laughs> on his played chin. well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I guess he took it on his chin and like wanted to play well and bounce back in that game. And he did. And I, I think Bam is such a singular talent that when you look at what happened to Jokic, like with the Lakers did to Jokic with Dwight Howard, which is like, we're gonna bang this dude. We're gonna get him in foul trouble. We're gonna get him out of the game. That's gotta be the same game plan for Bam. Because if they can yeah. get Bam out of the game, then Myers Leonard or someone else is gonna have to come in and do that, you know, spot up duty, sort of what Plumley did. Yeah. Or they're gonna do what they did with Iguodala and put Iguodala at the small ball five. Mm -hmm. And I know Iguodala learned from Draymond, and I know he's been in the death lineup, and I know he's perfect for LeBron. But if if I know anything about LeBron James, is he learns from from his mistakes mm -hmm. and <laughs> Iguodala in 2015 to him was a mistake and he learned from that experience and I think he wants Iguodala to guard him I think Jay Crowder will be a fun matchup with LeBron they're going to throw bodies at him but if Bam gets in foul trouble I think the Lakers have a very clear path to a title right and, right uh, it yeah. seems inevitable you texted me that earlier you're like are the Lakers inevitable are the Lakers inevitable yeah it does seem it inevitable really does at this like point. it seems like I think I think uh, I don't know. Maybe we should. Bam, Bam is the one is the one person I point to. If I'm if I'm well, a Heat person, that is who I'm. Like Bam has to have an, an amazing finals. We'll we'll save. I, I we're going to talk more about yeah. like a finals preview because I want to do. Uh, we're we're going to go through. We're we're going to do something after the break. But before before we get to the break, uh, we are a college basketball podcast. <laughs> what college? It, the answer is Kentucky. So I guess what's mm. the second college that is benefiting the most from these playoffs? This bubble, um, because. If you follow college basketball accounts on social media, they like to remind you all the players that that went to their school. Or if you're, say, Duke, you remind people that mm. nine straight finals, there's been a Duke player appear. And then you sit there and you think to yourself, like, who's the Duke player? Oh, <laughs> it's like Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, that's yeah. right. Okay, I guess it technically counts. <laughs> so this is like the thing that college basketball programs do is, hey, as a reminder, I just want to remind if everybody. If your answer is Dante Jones and Quinn Cook, you should not tweet that list out. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's just what I'm saying. Uh, so Kentucky's obviously the big winner. I mean, Kentucky is uh, – Cal, Cal Cal has never had a guy win an NBA championship, correct? Isn't that mm -hmm. the thing about him? Mm -hmm. And he's going yes. to now um, because he has Autobio and, and Hero on the heat. Well, and that's the knock on Kentucky on players in Lakers. general always. Like people always – like I mean, North Carolina fans, Duke fans, if you point to something, you say, well, you guys aren't champions in the league. Pat Riley would obviously disagree with that, um, but that's, that's always the knock. So that could be the moment. I feel like Michigan has gotten a big boost with Duncan. Not to revert this. Who is though? Like, what, what's the? I guess like, what's the the counter? Danny to that? Green. Da Danny what Green. Is, <laughs> no, like who? What what school is like? We produce a ton of NBA champions. North Carolina. Yeah. And Kansas. Like those are the. Kansas? Those are North Carolina. And Kansas. I'd have to think about it. Yeah, like I don't. I don't know. Like I know there's like guys that like, but but is North Carolina just Jordan? I guess James Worthy and like. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that, that's the stuff that you hang over the head of the other fans. But like again, Pat Riley is like Kentucky through Pat and through. Pat Riley's and Kentucky it, as well. Yeah, yeah. so he's Frank running Vogel's a team. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky is winning. That's what it is. Kentucky's winning. Is there a yeah. second? I mean, there, there, no one's even close to Kentucky. But I'm trying to think no. of who who's got who's got second place locked up. Is it is it Marquette? Because of Crowder and, and Jimmy Butler. Is it? 
Like, like who, who is going to use this playoff run? What school is going to use this and reference it for the next five years in recruiting? As like, don't forget Tom Crean. It might be the D three school. <laughs> yeah, Tom Crean is it. it might be the D three school Duncan went to. That they're just like <laughs> Williams College. They just go full. Well, yeah. I like that. Williams College might be the the second big winner, or is it Ohio State? Because LeBron. <laughs> it might be the Buckeyes. It I, might be I, Ohio State. It's Duke. it's Duke because of LeBron. Duke goes in. It would have been what if Duke's tweet? They said it nine straight finals. It, it Congrat, just LeBron, congrats, LeBron, LeBron. King. <laughs> congrats, King. You did it. A Duke player has been to nine out of the last <laughs> ten finals, and his name is LeBron James. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, seeing Batty um, on that list. I mean, like for people that are trying to work it back, like the list is I mean, Kyrie. Who I don't really count. Kyrie but. count, but yeah, but he barely played at Duke. So does exactly. He count That's what I mean. But he, he counts as NBA wise. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, of course Obviously. NBA wise. He hit the shot, yeah. but like the fact that it's Battier, Dante. The real list without Kyrie is Battier, Dante Jones, Quinn Cook. That's the real list. And the, and Duke tweeted that out. Quinn you Cook. I mean, Quinn Cook got run for the Warriors, right? Yeah, Quinn like Cook a was little a good, bit. Yeah, he was like a good role. I player. I will say this on this podcast, and mom, you can plug your ears. Quinn Cook is a good point guard, and I like Quinn Cook. I wish Quinn Cook would have gone to Carolina. Quinn Cook is the reason that they won the championship in 2015. Quinn Cook is a great locker room presence. Quinn Cook jumped at the right time. Quinn Cook, just like <laughs> Pat McCall did, he saw the writing on the wall. He's like, Steph's burnt out. KD's leaving. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> That's smart. That's savvy. <laughs> Smart. Oh, Iguodala did apparently too. Didn't didn't Iggy hate going to Miami initially? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. That, if I do, I remember he, that right. He, yeah, he was like, "I have to play." Are you kidding me? He was like, That's "This." Right. He was like, "These five C's want me to play." And come he was just trying out. to collect checks. Yeah, because where yeah. was he? He was in Memphis, right? Yeah, and then he, he got, got traded. He got traded to, and he was like, "God damn it! I got to go play with these young assholes." in my oh, we're, we're going to the finals. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I love it. Dur- Durant Durant ruined Iguodala's life. Like Durant left yeah. and then made it a sign and trade, and then D'Angelo was making money that had to co- co- cover over into his money. They had to clear cap space. He got tra- right. traded. Got dumped to Memphis, and then. He, he got like, bounced right, around, and then and then when the dust settled, he's like, "Hey, six straight finals! Don't forget about <laughs> me, you guys." And you're like, yeah. no, "Hang on, <laughs> I want that picture of just Iggy with six up." <laughs> now, hang on a second, you son of a bitch! Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. Come back. We're gonna talk more finals preview. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. All right, for this quick break to talk about who else are great friends at Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day. From both your workouts and the normal stressors of life, what do I mean by that, Tate? What what normal stressors of life? Explain mm. yourself, Mark. What oh, what could that possibly mean? So many. Mean? So many. Uh, here, I'll give you an illustration. Um, Friday, I take the I, I live in Marina del Rey. For those that don't know, it's a nice big harbor, calm waters. Marina but, uh, leads out. It's, in the, it's Marina. It leads out to the <laughs> ocean. Um, so I live kind of technically on the water. Uh, I I have had this dream of mine to take Moses on a boat with me. So I finally, I get him a life jacket. I get a kayak. I'm taking Moses on the kayak. We're out in the marina. We are in the water for no less than like 15 seconds. And he jumps out (laughs) and I have to drag drag him back in and he's waterlogged and like the kayak's about to tip and I'm trying not to tip the kayak. I'm also trying to pull him back in. Mm. He keeps doing this. He's he's losing his mind. He's because he's never been on a boat before. He's 10 years old. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm. So uh, I'm dealing with this all throughout the day. Um, just, I, I only end up being out on the water for like 30 minutes, pulling Moses in out. He, he's in, even when he's in the boat, he's trying to get out. So I'm holding on to him. Long story short, Tate, I don't work out that day. I, mm. I, I just do that. 
I then I'm exhausted. I lay on the couch, whatever. Whoop tells me that I had the highest level of strain from that day than I've ever had in all my time wearing a Whoop bracelet. All the Love workouts it. I've done, all and I didn't even. If you asked me on that, uh, did I work out? I would say no, I didn't work out. But Whoop was like, "Dude, your dog you is did. such an asshole." <laughs> You she did. It's so good because my mom, uh, she listened to the show and she asked me, she was like, what happened with Moses? Because I told her after I was like, yo, Mark's going out in the kayak with Moses. She was like, good luck with that. You know what yeah. I mean? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be dicey. So, so I apologize for not following up, but it sounds like it ended up being a but great this is This is the great thing about Whoop is like, you don't have to program like I'm working out at this time. Please count mm. this, these calories. Don't count these, ca whatever. It's counting everything, baby. It doesn't, you, you could, if you live a life like that, if you have a dog who's an asshole and jumps out of a kayak, you'll never have to work out. You just take your dog on the kayak every day and Whoop will be like, man, you're killing it. Good job. Thank you, Whoop. Uh, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code Titus at checkout. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter code Titus to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. All right, Tate, I know you're chomping at the bit. You want to talk about the uh, combine, and we'll, we will. We will get to that, <laughs> I promise. But uh, it, it's Hilariously enough, I don't actually care about the combine, no. nor do I really watch the combine. I would watch it when there was like Ryan Rosillo and Fran Fraschiller fighting over who could talk the most about certain prospects. Like That was always fun. But uh, I, I'm just excited to see who decides to participate or not. But before we get to that, let's do company. Remember, remember last year when we wanted Rosillo to come on uh, OSP, and he's like, <laughs> let me go to the combine first because I don't want you guys to throw – Curveballs at me. Throw curveballs at me. And I was like, Rosillo, do, do you have any idea what the fuck our show is? Because like, I promise, dude, we're not going to be getting in the woods about. No, he he literally thought that you and I like go home at night and watch tape, uh, and just like take this notes. Is, and this and is Rosillo. This is Rosillo's cross to bear in sports media is that he's a tape guy, and not a lot of guys in sports media are tape guys, and it just it's his. It drives him up a wall. He's like, I don't get it. Why? Are He's like, why aren't you guys? guys? Why are you guys cracking the tape? I'm like, I'm like, Rosillo. I watch the games, and sometimes I watch them back. But like, I don't have the little fucking device where you fast forward and rewind mm. real fast. I'm not. I'm on not synergy. on my Microsoft Surface sitting there. <laughs> I don't have like. a synergy account like you do. <laughs> I mean, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh we're we're gonna get to the combine a little bit because the combine is fascinating, and there's some. Um, there's, there's an announcement of guys that are participating, guys that aren't. Uh, but we have to do some company men stuff here first date. We have yep. to talk about uh, Fox Bet. Um, we, we are company men. We work at Fox. We, we, are, we are not afraid to uh, shill for uh, those who sign our checks. And uh, Fox Bet is, is they have the odds for the NBA Finals and odds for MVP and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to go through them with you because I do find this finals fascinating uh, for all the reasons we've already mentioned, but also, as you said, before we took a break, are the Lakers inevitable? Cause it, it, it feels <laughs> like they are, but at the same time, if you're locked in on the Miami heat and you're watching, if you weren't watching the Lakers and all your, if you're a heat fan say, and all you are is just locked in on the heat and what the heat are doing, you've convinced yourself. This is a team of destiny. You've convinced yourself that they play better basketball. They might not have the top tier talent that the Lakers have in LeBron and Anthony Davis, but they are a better team is what yep. you've convinced yourself of. And there are 04 Pistons comparisons being thrown out by people. And, and is this the 04 and people, Pistons? And people forget that the 04 Lakers were going to choke each other out yeah, in yeah. pregame warm-ups. But, you know, we won't yeah, we absolutely won't hated each other. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the point is, is like trying to figure out where you should fall. Like I saw, uh, is it 538 that says the Heat are like 70% favorites according to their algorithm or something, which is like absolutely shocking. In, in, in my estimation, but at the same time, maybe they know something we don't know. Uh, but then, you know, you kind of like back up and you realize like 
everyone who makes it this far feels like they're the team of destiny. The Los Angeles Lakers feel like they're the team of destiny because they're the best team, because Kobe Bryant passed away. There's just a lot of reasons like the Lakers are like, this is our year. Same could be said about the Heat. They're the team of destiny. They, they're knocking off all these favorites. They, they, you know, they've barely been challenged in the, the playoffs thus far. There can only be one team of destiny. We see this every year with the NCAA tournament, but there can only be one team of destiny. So I want to go through the odds and like flesh out. Let's do it. What the picture looks like now, what we're thinking. So number one, I want to start with the series outcome. The Lakers, according <laughs> to our, our, our Fox bet situation here, uh, the Lakers are minus 400 to win. The Heat are plus 300 to win the title. Wow. Uh, Those are great give, odds. Is it straight you, up? Yeah, that's just straight up. Uh, and, and to give you an, an idea of what plus 300 means, uh, LaMelo Ball is like plus 250 to be the number one pick in the draft. So it's right around there. Like mm. what in terms of – in fact, I saw the, the – Never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, so that doesn't seem that doesn't seem unlike like the, the, they're giving the Heat. It's, the Lakers are obviously the favorites. The Lakers are um, the Lakers are the favorite. But the Heat, according to Fox, we have a better the Heat have a better chance than I realized. Yeah, and I think in 2018 uh, to open up, I think the Cavs were plus 550. Mm-hmm. Um, so that says something. I mean, obviously, most people thought that you know Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and the Warriors were going to beat the Cavs, and the Cavs obviously had that game one snafu with J.R. Smith, but they got beat and they got swept. So you know that that's sort of like the bridge there, where I think the Heat have that much more of a of a real shot. I think those are pretty good odds for the Heat. So I, I agree. I, that's what yeah. I meant. Like I just thought I I would have expected it to be like four hundred, five hundred, something like that. Um, yeah. But it's 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 not. So the Lakers in five is the, is the the most desirable outcome we'll say the favorite outcome the lakers and five mm. is plus 275 lakers and six is plus 320 lakers sweep is plus 400 lakers and seven is plus 500 heat and seven is eight plus 800 heat and six is plus 1100 etc cetera, etc cetera. um so my point is is the if, if the heat are plus 300 to win the heat are probably not going to sweep you could probably throw out a sweep you could probably throw out the heat in five right mm-hmm. like i don't think they're going to sweep or win in five it's probably going to go six or seven if the heat are going to win so you're telling me Heat and seven is plus eight hundred. Heat and six is plus eleven hundred. I feel like that's really good odds to take one of those. Like, yeah, those are great odds. I mean, Heat and six at that, I think is. Uh, I, I don't think that's insane at all. Especially, you know what I mean. It, the way that the Heat have been playing basketball right now, it seems like every series is going to be over in six games. They, they haven't even come close to sniffing a game seven. Um, I know that w- that sounds outrageous going up against LeBron and like. That's how they get you. This is how betting works. Like they, we see this, and we're like, I don't know. I can, I can talk myself into that, and you right, talk right, yourself yeah. into making that bet, but, and then you see LeBron winning five, and you're like, How did I take Heat and six? What is going? The on? one thing that should be brought up in this stuff is the Lakers. The, I do think the Lakers are better. I think the Lakers are going to win. I think uh, if if you're asking me for prediction, I guess we we could lock in our predictions. I I think it's going to be Lakers and six. I think um, it's going to be Lakers and six as well. But. What should be pointed out is the Lakers are very top heavy, and I I think too much has been made of their. Uh, I think going into the season, you thought that the the pieces around LeBron and Anthony Davis were garbage, and there were jokes being made about like Dwight Howard and Javale McGee, and then they signed J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters, and who actually don't even really play, but um, it's just a mishmash group, and like how are these pieces going to fit and all that, and they've they've all stepped up, and playoff Rondo has emerged, and um. So I don't mean I don't think the Lakers are just a two man team, but at the same time the Lakers are kind of a two man team. Mm-hmm. And if Anthony Davis rolls his ankle, if God forbid something happens and LeBron pulls a hamstring, so like 
that dramatically ch- whereas like if jimmy yeah. butler if jimmy this, butler this, rolls his ankle the heat are fine mm-hmm. i think you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that is something that could happen i don't know <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, but that's the hard part with the finals too, right? You can talk yourself into a million different scenarios with all that sort of stuff. I think that if everything plays out 100%, right, the Lakers are a better team and the Lakers yeah. will win the series. But I do, like you said, if, if Anthony Davis or like, uh, let's put it in 2016 terms, if there's a Draymond Green situation where one guy is suspended for a game or, or God forbid, someone turns her ankle or has like a positive COVID test and can't play it. Because that's still in the realm of possibility. I know we haven't had that, but, you know, we're, this is our last – this is the stretch run. Is it, though? Is it – like, it, I, I, someone has a positive test. Yes, that's in the realm of possibility. Is someone being suspended for a positive test in the realm? If LeBron James tests positive before game three – they push LeBron the James game back. Playing, yeah. No, they push the game back. <laughs> I think, I, game I, back. Yeah, yeah, I think they just wait and see. Yeah, uh, yeah, they take the wait and yeah. see approach. But like, yeah, those factors are all external factors that could be into this. But if we just look one to one, of you have two top five players in the league, in my opinion, LeBron James and Anthony Davis on one mm-hmm. side, and then I think you have one top ten player on the Heat, and I think you have probably one top twenty five player also in the Heat, which is Bam Adebayo. And I don't want to list out all 24 in front of him, but I also – that's one of my rules I want to make for our new season when we get back from break. Whenever you say someone's a top list, you have to – You have to say the rest. You have to yeah. say the rest. You can't I, be Dick Vitale with uh, – No, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done with your... the fake list of people <laughs> saying that someone's so-and-so. Uh, but, Jimmy, I could tell you the Jason top Jason Tatum's top ten. And no, he's not. You're like, you're no, like wait not. a second. He's who's, not so top Who's 10. above him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm done with that. So, But, anyways, I, I think, like, if you just look – at that and in the finals i think coaching plays a big part leading mm-hmm. up to the finals i think spolstra has done a great job and i give frank Vogel a lot of credit too but in the finals it comes down to players and uh i think that <laughs> i mean the the heat just don't have the horses to match lebron and ad if they're 100 to be honest I know. yeah yeah and that's I just agree. like that that's the kind of the sad truth of the, the matter if you're a lebron hater because this is your nightmare right yeah. this is not this is if you had told someone in 2018 that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to be playing on a neutral court in a bubble in Orlando and they're going to be in the finals against the Heat and Jimmy Butler, I think that they Rich Paul would do a backflip in yeah. celebration. He's like, are yeah. you kidding me? LeBron gets to play his old coach. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. This, yeah. This is, like, he knows him. Like, the same way everyone keeps talking about how Spolstra knows LeBron, it's like LeBron also knows Pat Riley and Spolstra. Like, they gave him the secret sauce. That's why they were mad when he left. They're like, man, we gave this guy everything. And he just like was like, thanks a lot. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> speaking gonna... of uh, speaking of his coaches, how many coaches? That, I, I didn't even stop to think about that. Is that stat being floated around? How many coaches? Five LeBron? coaches. Five? He's taking the finals. He's yeah, taking five. the finals. Five. I feel like that's the more impressive than three teams. Mm. Five coaches is insane. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that he's done with five coaches. Uh, yeah, I think the Lakers are should be the favorites, but yeah, I, I just I the the Heat. Um, you know what, Tate? This is a classic either or. This is a this is an either <laughs> or. It could go either way. It could. No, I I do think the Heat like play better basketball, just in the sense of like yes. they they are a better team and they are better. Um, they don't aren't reliant on one or two guys. But goddamn, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are just too good, and I think that's ultimately going to be. And, and and it's funny because like it feels like LeBron. Uh, we we were talking earlier about him, and and people just want to discredit whatever, and things are too easy. It sort of feels like this playoff run. It's the same sort of thing where like every. I mean, people were saying that the the Blazers are going to push them to the limits yeah. in the first round. The Blazers, the Blazers won, won game, game one, one yeah. and then they they sweep them after that. Um, they're like, oh shit, now we got the Rockets. Rockets are. 
Rockets can make some noise. Okay, five games. All right. But the Nuggets, the Nuggets are hot. They're a young team. I think LeBron and AD, they got they they're older. At least LeBron is older. Maybe he doesn't, <laughs> you know, he's got a lot of miles on that body. Jamal Murray can run around. Who's oh okay, five games. Uh all right, the Heat. Now, you know, like th- this keeps happening. And then you're gonna look up and be like, oh, the Lakers won every game in five games. LeBron had an easy path. This was nothing, etc. You know what I mean? Um or, or you look at it right now and you're like, well, the Lakers are beating everybody, but they haven't been. Ch- I don't know. Just all the narratives are. It's 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 just becoming it, exhausting. It's, it's exhausting like- because like you, like we talked about this before. There is there's a shorter window to get the takes in, so people throw just fire takes mm-hmm. in those moments in time, which is basically um, Blazers win game one and they say the series is over and Dame Lillard's going to win this whole thing and here we are. But if I if I was putting money down, I would put some money on I think Heat and seven or heat and six because those i think heat and six six, there's no way the heat win in seven there's no way i will say this on the record that is true i will guarantee you that there's no way in a game seven lebron james versus the miami heat that he does not come away victorious as we saw in 2016 there was no way that lebron was leaving 2016 without a championship no, I know but, you're. I know you're listening, Steph. No, r- riddle me this. Riddle me this. It's Game Seven. Uh, right out of the gate, LeBron tears his hamstring in Game Seven. Mm. Do Do you not believe that they're at that point the Heat are going to win because there's going to have to be, like, for content purposes, the Heat winning. What, uh, yeah, that's a great. That's a great exercise. What 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 would be better content? What would get the people fired up more? Is if the Lakers win without LeBron? Or LeBron loses another finals, but yet he wasn't really playing in game seven, so does it count? And then we are that that is the answer. That 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 is the Gonton answer is that (laughs) basically the Lakers are up like thirty to twelve, and then that happens. LeBron is out of the game, and then the Heat win, and then everyone's like, Man, if LeBron didn't get hurt in that game, three and seven. (laughs) It would have won by seventy. Yeah. Uh, Three and seven so, jokes are already on the way. So you're 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 saying yourself, you're talking a lot about LeBron, you're talking Heat and six. You're 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 mentioning LeBron as being the best player on this team. Are we sure LeBron's the best player? Is it not Anthony Davis? Well, here here are the Fox Bets Finals MVP odds. LeBron is minus one twenty five. Anthony Davis is plus one seventy five. Tate, uh, Jimmy Butler, and then it jumps to Jimmy Butler plus nine hundred. So we're saying that it's going to be LeBron or Anthony Davis is what the odds are saying. It's definitely going to be those guys because the Lakers are probably going to win. And if the Lakers are going to win, one of those guys is going to be. Uh, but Jimmy Butler is plus 900. Bam is plus 1,200. I find that one fascinating. That's an interesting one. The Bam out of bio plus 1,200. Bam out of bio plus 1,200 is a great bet. Anthony Davis, it sounds like there's, there's not even value there because there's no way in hell, regardless, if the Lakers win, LeBron James is going to win Finals MVP. Yeah. That's a guarantee. So, like, just go ahead and wash that idea. Maybe they yeah. can, they can win co MVP or something, but there's no way that LeBron James will not get Finals MVP if the Lakers win. So, Anthony Davis is a wash. I think it's the same way with the Heat. Unfortunately, like, unless it's uh, a situation where Bam does what Iguodala did to LeBron in 2015, where he just kind of shuts down Anthony Davis and is just well, that's what I was thinking. Like, if Bam if Bam averages like 25 and 12 and is also like kind of yeah. locking up Anthony Davis, quote unquote, as Anthony Davis is averaging <laughs> 25 and 12, yeah. also locking him up, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way that I can see that. But I I do feel like the finals is we're in a superstar league. We're trying to sell tickets. The superstars are Jimmy Butler and LeBron James. And those are the two guys that have the chance to win finals MVP regardless of what happens. Oh, there's this too, Tate. Duncan Robinson plus 15,000. You want to talk about value bets? Oh, my (laughs) God. I will say this. If Duncan Robinson wins finals MVP, uh, you can just go ahead and throw out the all the apologizing mm-hmm. for being self-indulgent. Uh, cause I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. 
Oh, we're, we're, we're turning up to the max, and we're, we're officially announcing we're going to have Steph Curry on this podcast and say it's a shooter's world. Get yep. used to it. The post game, uh, you know, the only the only post game that we accept is the post men like Jokic and Bam, who can bring yep. the ball up and shoot threes as well. Uh, we we spread the game out, so that would be the Duncan uh, fifteen thousand crazy finals odds reactions. But uh, Jr. Smith is fifty thousand odds plus ten thousand. <laughs> so if that were to happen, then we're all twenty twenty really is just a meme. It really is. Well, so realistically. Where where do you draw the line of like being absolutely stunned that they win? Like like LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Bam. I think all four of those fall into the realm of like I can picture that happening. Uh, does Goran Dragic fall in there? Does yes, Dragic, Tyler Hero? Dragic is believable. Tyler Hero is the line where it's not believable anymore. Tyler yeah. Hero is like as far as I could go, right? I could get to Tyler Hero, and I'm kind of like, man, he must have had two games where he had just the, Yeah, the only thing I could see Tyler Hero is like he's okay for most of the series. And then the game that the Heat win it, they the Heat goes absolutely nuts. He has a game like mm-hmm. he had against the Celtics where he has exactly. 37. Uh, and it's, it's like, how like could you not give it bias. to him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's that's about it. But then Jay Crowder's next on the list. Rondo, yeah, at that point, we're, that's, there's no way. Because yeah. at the same time, like if Rondo were to even have a ridiculous game, like he would get credit for basically helping LeBron and have to shoulder the load. What uh, were the odds of uh, Iggy winning it the year he won it, though? Going into I think the it was 1,500, if I remember correctly. Um, it wasn't something as outrageous. It wasn't as outrageous. It, as you, it, as no, think? he was the third yeah. best odds for the Warriors. Oh, really? If yeah. I remember correctly. Um, and I could I could have remembered incorrectly, but I feel like when we did that um, parlay kid, shout out to parlay kid from against all odds. I think he had said Iggy um, for Finals MVP because oh, really? literally for the fact that he was guarding LeBron. Um, well, I'm taking yeah. I'm taking as my because it's boring to pick the favorites. I'm taking Bam. I like I like the idea I like of Bam, Bam. Bio as a value uh, because I for the same logic. Like if he if he slows down Anthony Davis and also balls out. I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. A, a, uh, lot, a lot of stars have to line I, that. But. I'll take nine plus 900 Jimmy Butler. But if you really want to win money, you just bet LeBron. You just In bet fact, LeBron and you bet yeah, the Lakers. And- exactly. <laughs> like, that's all you do. And I mean, and as someone who's bet against I, the Lakers, or not the Lakers, but has bet against LeBron in the past, especially 2016. 2016 taught me a lot, which is that LeBron is inevitable. It's inevitable. You know, yeah. it, it just get over yourself because it's going to happen regardless of what you think. Dude, the and, moment, the mo- I'm not even saying this to, to be what like I, i'm 100 percent genuine with this thought like the moment that kobe bryant died i thought the, there's no other chance anyone's winning this title other than the lakers yeah number one they're already the best team but two even if they weren't <laughs> you, you have to be out of your skull if you think as you said the lakers are losing a game seven in the nba finals after the year the nba's had and the whole reason the bubble exists is because lebron yeah. is because the last dance came out and lebron called adam silver and said jordan's talking a little too much shit i have mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. can't take a title chance mm-hmm. away from me. and yeah. They almost have a consensus yeah. that I am not the GOAT. And I have yeah, to, yeah, there's, yeah. There's like a sliver of doubt. I have to get that back. We have to get that back. Uh, all right, Combine. Combine recap. Give us, oh. the, give us the scoop. What's going on? Is there a Combine? I thought the Combine was canceled. Now the Combine is back. We got word today that guys are participating. A lot of guys aren't, though. What's going on, Tate? 
Yeah, let me pull up the list right now. So basically, this is the Shams exclusive where we get the uh, the report that says, hey, these guys want to be a part of the NBA draft combine. And it used to be the college guys like you and I, again, we're a college basketball podcast. Maybe that'll be the slogan for this year. We are a college basketball, we are podcast, a college basketball podcast, just in case you forgot. Uh, usually the guys that are, you know, top college players, they will go to the combine for the fact that they want to show, hey, I'm not just some, you know, collegiate star. I mm-hmm. have the potential to, you know, be an NBA star and this time around we have a little bit different uh and i guess you know obi toppin is the reason i'm saying this and i think obi toppin is in that fringe territory where he is supposed to be a top five pick which means you don't work out at the combine anymore but he's also like a college star that's that's a, yeah you know what i mean so, so does this game translate to the next level the exactly question. so he decides that he does not want to go to the combine and work out but the real story the big story is our guy on this program you brought him up earlier plus 250 to be the number one pick his name is Lamelo ball mm-hmm. uh, he is the son of lavar ball a man that taught us one of our favorite phrases uh speak it into existence and he has done that so many times before. I think he is trying to get LaMelo to work out at the Combine, to draw the eyeballs and get the people excited and enticed and take him as the number one pick. I think that's the biggest news on the list uh, as far as guys that are, are going to draw a bunch of headlines. But then you have your usual suspects. You have your Trey Jones of the world. You have your Peyton Pritchards of the world. You have your Jordan Nawaras of the world um, that are all going to be there. Killian Tillies of the world. Caleb West in Ohio State, friend mm-hmm. of the program. Um, that's going to be there. Cassius Winston will be working out. So for the college basketball fans, as much as you're going to have the sideshow of LaMelo Ball, the circus hack, you're also going to have the guys, Elijah Hughes uh, from Syracuse, obviously, going to be there. Marcus Howard from Marquette will be there. So you still will have the college basketball guys to focus on. So but the combine, correct me if I'm wrong, is not – It's there's not like a real combine. It's like – you. No. You have to. You, the guys are like basically. They have to drive to the closest NBA arena <laughs> or whatever it is. Then they work out like by themselves. They they make a videotape that's like forty five minutes, and then that becomes like their workout videotape, like mm-hmm. mixtape. Like what I'm saying, Tate, is if you thought recruiting videos had had high production value, just wait for these. Like whoever's number one, we're gonna come out. We're we're gonna learn that like the production value of whatever their 45 minute video was. I saw you can, you can either live stream it or you can pre-record it. Mm-hmm. Why would you live stream it? I guess to prove that I am, that this you kid. are legit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that I'm legit. There's no tricks here. Well, and if you're the ball family and you have a production house that is like owned by your family, you have a relationship with Facebook that has been, or has <laughs> produced a show for you. Like you talk about production value, like the ball family and the mellow ball, they're going to sell this whole thing. And I feel like, there's a chance. I know the Bulls said that they're not going to take LaMelo Ball. The Hornets have said they're not going to take LaMelo Ball. The Warriors have said they're not going to take LaMelo Ball. There's a chance that someone, out, the Knicks potentially, someone that's outside that top tier says, based on this video, I got to get this guy. Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but God. I got it. Man, you'd, you'd what be a shocked. video. Not you and you wouldn't be shocked, but people listening would be shocked how many, uh, how much those, those mixtapes work. For, for 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 recruits for like assistant yeah. basketball coaches at like top schools will watch one guy like julian newman is going is that guy in college yet that guy someone's gonna hunt for that guy's gallery just because it's some coach that watched it like as he's on the shitter he pulls up some video on his phone he's like we got to get this guy oh i mean that happens all the time and i'm not even just, making a joke that literally <laughs> happens 
I saw Seventh Woods at CP3 camp three years in a row, and I was so blinded by the mixtape. Like I would watch the camp, and it's like it was Tyus Jones, it was it was uh, Seventh Woods and Dennis Smith Jr. And like Seventh was not was the third of those three every single time. But because of the mixtape blinders, every time I watch it, if Seventh did anything, <laughs> I'm like Seventh's the best of those. I'm like his ceiling's just so much higher. How could you take any of one of these other guys? I mean, it's definitely yeah. Seventh, and Shut that's up. the mixtape. Yeah, big. shout out to John Gross offering Eric Wallace a scholarship. Those who, <laughs> those who know, know. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see this uh, draft combine. These, these video, I hope these videos are made public. That'd be awesome. Can, can I submit Mr. Mm. Rainmaker as, as my video? And- uh, yes. <laughs> can, we, can we make that happen? In a word, in a word yes. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get that done. I, th- I think I'd have a shot at getting drafted. Just pretend like it's, um, it wasn't made 10 years ago. Can we talk about this Kentucky-Louisville situation and then we'll wrap up the show? Um, yeah, we have a force majeure update. Mm. This is this is the the uh, a force majeure situation brewing uh, in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. <laughs> Chris Mack. So basically, here, here's the situation if you're not privy to the details. Uh, Louisville and Kentucky play every year, as we know. It's, one of the, it's, it's probably the best rivalry in college basketball, mm. honestly. I can't think of one that's <laughs> as good as it. Uh, certainly, they've been playing for the last, what, like, 30 years that's Mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty long time Mm -hmm. so um they've been playing for 30 straight years now and it's it's pretty heated the hubris Uh, (laughs) of that of those two fan bases to constantly put out that propaganda is unbelievable and i know that they're like are you kidding me the hubris of those two fan bases yeah yeah but my goodness did not have anything to really lean on historically and then act like you're the best dude the funniest part anytime the argument gets brought up that they uh, didn't play for so long because they hated each other that much. <laughs> we, I'm like, are you fu- like, what? Get we, out of here. <laughs> for for listeners that aren't privy to our old times, we were in Louisville, Kentucky at Headliners Hall, and we basically did this whole bit about th- this rivalry not being and, – and we thought – we learned a lot on our live show. We, we think some things may hit or like some people may get the sarcasm, but then you realize people are very literal people and they – are very yeah. prideful. So as you're making fun of Louisville and Kentucky and Louisville, Kentucky, they're, they're like looking at you like, um, huh? What do you mean yeah, it's not yeah, the best yeah, robbery like, ever? <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, never Jeez. mind, it is. Jeez, where's the back door that I can escape out of <laughs> yeah. and get the hell out of this? Uh, Another drink, please. <laughs> no, the argument that they that they didn't play forever because they hate each other, that, that one kills me. I'm just like, yeah. get Get that out of my face. Um, anyway, the Kentucky-Louisville rivalry, here's the update. Uh, Louisville is supposed to go to Lexington this year. Mm-hmm. Chris Mack has, uh, has, has vocalized his, his displeasure of this situation. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, they're supposed to play in Louisville. Chris mm-hmm. Mack has, has vocalized his displeasure of hosting Kentucky this year at Louisville because in his mind, it does not seem like a fair – uh, deal that basically there's going to be no fans at the game. So like Louisville, the way he sees it, Louisville is basically forfeiting a home turn in the rivalry. It goes back and forth, home and home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville is force, uh, forfeiting a turn. So it's basically going to be four years now instead of two years in between Louisville hosting true home games at Louisville. Uh, Cal released a statement. Uh, Coach Cal releases a statement that says, we are prepared to come to Louisville to play this season under the previously agreed upon terms, and we fully expect Louisville to honor the agreement with the return game at Rupp Arena next season. That's all he said. He kept it official. Mm. Um, and so the, where do you fall on the force majeure situation that like Cal is saying, we agreed to these terms, honor the contract, you son of a bitch. Chris Mack is saying, force majeure, Force majeure. <laughs> yeah, force majeure is a strong, strong reply to anything, as we know, in the world of uh, legal ramifications. But I will say, Coach Calipari and Kentucky, 
they're living in a win-win world. You know what I mean? I yeah. kept saying that 2020 was the year that Michael Jordan is continuing to win, but LeBron is hurting that right now. I think Coach Calipari is the one that's really winning in all this. He's got Hero. He's got Bam. He's got you know Pat Riley up there with the Heat. He's got the New York Knicks rumor mill that's going on. Should they hire Anthony him? Davis, Jamal Anthony, Murray. Exactly. The list goes on. The list goes on. And the fact that he has this point in time where it's not hard for him to just put this release out and say, play the game, right? Mm-hmm. And it puts you in such a great light where you're just like, the good old boys in Kentucky, you know, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, they're just like, Coach Catters wants to roll the balls out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The man just wants to play the game. Yeah. Also, and, and when you have that leverage, it's a great spot to be in. Also, he has the leverage of knowing that it doesn't matter where they play. It doesn't matter whether they're <laughs> fans. It doesn't. Not, literally, nothing matters. Kentucky's going to win. You yes. know why I know Kentucky's going to win? Because Kentucky always wins, State. Because this rivalry is garbage. Because this is one of the worst. <laughs> in fact, not only is it not the best rivalry, I would argue it's one of the worst rivalries in college basketball. It is one-sided. It is stupid. And that's where I stand on that. And uh, which, which yeah. is this, this brings back the the misconception of a rivalry because people think that a rivalry means that two teams are good. They mean that yeah. they think that they, because you have two great programs that hate each other, that means it's a great rivalry. That has nothing to do with it. It no. has to do with the fact that there is so much hate that is fueled between them that the well, game it doesn't matter who wears the uniform. Right. It's going to be a competitive game, like Duke, Carolina, every single year, Michigan, Ohio State football. And, and I think I think what you just described applies to the Kentucky Louisville fans, where it doesn't fans. matter how good or bad the teams are. I hate Kentucky just as much, or I hate Louisville. It doesn't matter if Louisville. But the games don't reflect that because Kentucky has a mental. Yeah. They have a mental edge over Louisville. They it's have like the little, I said, it's a little brother mentality. It's North Carolina, point, NC State. The only point I need to make when I when I talk about how garbage this rivalry is is that there's not a single Kentucky fan living that has said the phrase "I hate how Louisville keeps kicking her ass." There's not only living, there's never been a Kentucky fan that has ever lived ever mm-hmm. in the history of mankind that we know. There's never been a Kentucky fan that has said those words. Louisville keeps kicking our ass. I hate, I hate those fuckers so much. They'd never have said that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, the doctor's never happened. Well, and then like the, the, the highlights, like the doctors of Dunk and everything, like they were dealing with Kentucky, right? Like, I mean, that yeah. was the whole, that's the whole issue with all this, but so regardless, we, we my, know that they're both great programs. Here's, so here's where I fall. Here's where I fall on this particular issue. The force majeure. I think, I think Chris Mack has actually good reason to be upset about this. Cause it's obviously not fair quote unquote. And whether, uh, you know, the, the, it, 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 a lot of things aren't fair. I guess the rebuttal is like, listen, the whole world's not fair right now. Get over it. Get over yourself. Um, but I, I don't see why they can't just play a neutral site game this year and then pick it up next year at Louisville and just shift the schedule a year. Like that seems like the obvious compromise to me because I I, I don't know. That that just seems like it's yeah. That, that, it that seems, seems but like Cal Cal makes sense too. Like I understand where Cal is coming from. Both both arguments are making good size. I feel like the <laughs> obvious compromise neutral site. Pick it up mm. next year at the KFC Frito Lay Chimichanga <laughs> Yum Center Casamigos Casamigos whatever yeah. the hell you're calling it these days Yeah 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 Presented I think, by Papa John Yeah exactly all those sponsorships are there I think uh, Yeah I mean at this point Cal is playing the game and he knows that he has the power to force either way he wins like if Louisville yeah. does pull out of this game then maybe we get like this ceasefire where or maybe we get like a holdout where they don't play each other for however Kentucky, many years. Indiana Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. And yeah. then uh, the rivalry's dead, and we don't want that either. They should so. play it. They should play every Kentucky Louisville game, should be played in Assembly Hall in Bloomington. And, <laughs> and every, <laughs> every I mean, IU Kentucky game should be played in the KFC Yum, Papa John, 
I, I think Chris Mack is in a really tough spot in Louisville because he's been getting killed with PR uh, ever since he's been there. And I think he's doing the best to do damage control. But it's hard when you're making – was he making like $10 billion a year or something ungodly? Like something something astronomical. So, like, when you have that target on your back, it's kind of like why Dave Chappelle didn't take $50 million, you know, from Comedy Central. It's like, I don't want people to know – yeah. how much money I have and then have this pressure and this weight on me where people are just like, like, well, you get paid this much. You need to yeah. do something else. You need to do what we want. You need to bend to the knee of what we want. And that's a tough spot to be in too. And then, like I said, Cal's playing with house money. So you make I a certain know. amount of money. You stop being a human being and you start being, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you start being Chris Mack. Uh, shout out to closeouts. Oh man. Shout out to doc rivers. Uh, yeah. the person I just yep. want to say doc is like, obviously if you've ever heard doc in any interview or heard doc talk about his team, you can tell that he is a, not only a great basketball person, but he's just a great person. Just a um, good guy. yeah, just a good, <laughs> this guy is a good guy and, uh, he is the ultimate good guy. And I hope that we get him back in media because we need more people like doc. Yep. And, and unfortunately what we learned and we all learned you and I, once you kind of cross into the space is that, there's a certain version of yourself that is the media version of yourself when you're, you know, putting yourself out there as a coach versus what your actual person can be. And I think that Doc, when he gets back on TV, and I hope he does, I think we can get some real great stories because he's been around some some great teams and, you know, has some obviously unbelievable wisdom about the game. I think it just fell apart, and I think they needed a fall guy, and he was the fall guy for the Clippers. So shout out to Doc Rivers. Uh, so you do not see him – taking another coaching job immediately you think he's i don't think so yeah. i think he's burnt out I, yeah. I i mean i i would love to be wrong i would love if the sixers or i mean it'd be even be fun if like a young team like the pelicans are like hey we want doc to come down here i don't think that's even in the realm of possibility because he wants to go to, to a contender the sixers would be great but if i were him i would just stay at stay on stay at home stay on tv do um, whatever you want to do give yourself was he fired fired because i couldn't help but notice that all the verbiage is that he's out people are just saying he's out with the well, Clippers and, and then like the, the way people that's how much respect it, that they that's have what I'm saying him. that's what I mean that's why he's good guy of the year in the NBA right now yeah. is that like the media respects him so much they can't use the f-word when describing what happened I mean and, and, he, and he had that amazing press conference from the bubble you know when all the protests in Kenosha were going on the Bucks sit out and he talks about you know being a black yeah. man in America I mean that that speech alone in my opinion I think you know kind of says a lot about his honesty and the fact that he's able to hold a room with his presence. And I think, you know, television, I saw some people suggesting Mark Jackson for Doc Rivers. To me, that makes so much sense in my mind uh, yeah. because I think the Clippers need someone to tell them to shut the F up and like, you know, figure it out. Oh, Mark Jackson will do that. Yeah. And Mark Jackson will do that. And I don't know if he'll figure it out. I'm not saying they'll figure it out, but he'll tell them to shut up. And I, uh, uh, I know, thought this we'll was interesting. Billy Donovan released a statement when uh, Doc Rivers got fired today. His, his statement was shit. <laughs> <laughs> he said damn i jumped too damn, soon damn i took the job too soon <laughs> i found that i uh, <laughs> i i don't ah, know who <laughs> i don't know who the clippers go after i don't know what the hot yeah. name is i saw some Ty Lue. yeah that's what people are saying yeah. and, and i think that's i don't think that wins the team over dude either. uh goodman's throwing out jeff van gundy i don't know i don't know the van gundys are the perfect uh -huh. people that 
like I mean, kind of felt like this way with Gruden. I think Gruden's actually yeah. kind of worked out where it's like you're going too far TV, and I don't know if you can ever come back to just being a coach again because we kind of all know who you are. So when we see you, we're kind of like Gruden to me is such a character over there on the sideline. I still, like, I, every time, yeah, every time Gruden they show him on the sideline, <laughs> I expect him to pull out a microphone to start interviewing one of the players. Exactly, like, and like or do like Gruden's grinder in the yeah, middle yeah, of the like, game. And I'm like, uh, thanks, yeah. Joe. I'm here with my Gruden grinder, Derek Carr. Oh Derek. my God, Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff right there. Yellow two Y banana. Run this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I can't take. This like, oh shit, he's the coach. That's right. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out, Doc Rivers. I, it is gonna be fascinating to see what the Clippers uh, where they go because I don't. I I'll say it. I don't think Doc Rivers was the problem. But, no, I, I think he was the ultimate fall guy. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, shout out to South Park back on Wednesday with the pandemic special. Um, I don't, I don't have a ton of shout outs. I just want to shout out South Park and shout out the MLB playoffs are going on. They start on was it Thursday? They start on the first October first. Yep. Man, I was, I was all in on MLB and I was watching as much as I could. And then when the NBA playoffs started, basically the NBA has played every single night. That's taken precedence, and I, I have, I don't know. I'm not watching as much as I wish I was. I, I, the Cubs are like good, but it's one of those years where it's like. We know it's an end date. Uh, we yeah, kind of yeah, know yeah. what's about to happen. Yeah. 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 So anyway, yeah. How much baseball you've been watching? I uh not too much, honestly. Not I as much like as all... yeah. Right? Yeah. We were so excited, dude. And then like <laughs> and then there's like too much sports going on. We're like so yeah. spoiled. Like it's like you spend you spend all those months saying, I'll do anything for sports, give me sports back, I'll never complain. And then like I wake up in September uh, and I'm like, God damn, there's so much sports. Can we like tone it down a little bit there's too much to watch <laughs> i watch i watched jeter's last game uh when i was home like that's that's where i <laughs> that's where i am in my baseball you know what i mean i'm just kind of like i'm so nostalgic and it's so funny because even when it was happening that last game in 2014 like jeter hits a walk off and it's like this amazing moment but at the time i kind of felt like there was a part of me that died you know what i mean where it was yeah. just i like that era of my baseball fandom went away and i i wanted to come back but uh you know too many sports oh Anything else? We are a college basketball podcast. Yeah, I want to just—I just, just want to shout out Five Star Friday. Go give us five mm-hmm. star reviews. Write anything; we'll answer anything in there. And uh, I also want to shout out when we come back on the other side of this. I do want to bring. I want to. We'll talk about it, but I want to bring back our segment. I want to go back to huh. good guy, bad guy, cows guy, Kyle guy. I want to bring it back. I think we we we, we, are, right. free, we are free. Are we, we are free? free? You're free. free. I'm not free. You're you're almost free. You're free by proxy. I think uh, and I looked it have, up. And then we have to force majeure. We'll force majeure all force we have majeure. to. <laughs> we'll do what we have to do. But I think we bring it back. I think I'm the free. People, I think the people need it. Actually, I am free. I'll be free on Sunday. Okay. I'm looking at it. Uh, Sunday right. is the day I am free. Well, I am, that sounds I'm, that sounds before we come back to a college basketball podcast. Yeah, and I think we bring it back for the good old times. And maybe we even have Kyle Guy come back. And give we us have a Kyle. Kyle. We have, we have Kyle, Kyle guy. Let's give bring us the whole gang back. Uh, yeah, in all seriousness, yeah. we are going to have Duncan on the show uh, after the finals. After like maybe maybe we save it for after we come back from vacation. Like I yeah. I, I I mentioned this like not too long ago that uh, uh, I don't like bothering him and I don't want to. Yeah, I already feel guilty that I texted him. I was like I don't want to mess up the, <laughs> the the good vibes they have going. I don't want to mess it up. Uh, but uh, we're gonna have him on after the finals and recap everything and and the whole roller coaster this has been and just you know. It's it's what the, we'll ask him what it was like to play against LeBron after watching LeBron yeah. on TV just like us because uh, we're never I mean we never say never we're probably not going to be in that position anytime uh, soon. What's it like being treated like a charity case and uh, <laughs> like do you do you, do you envision a time where you just get pissed off that people keep bringing up that that Tate and I keep like losing our minds mm-hmm. that you're great and and, and 
everyone brings up that you it's not backhanded it's just it's just shocking you know what i mean that's all it is uh so that is the plan if you're wondering why why we are losing our minds about duncan at the start of the show and it's like why not just have him on there it's Mm. it's a very calculated reason we are not we are not messing up the 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 vibes we are letting it flow we are letting duncan stay hot and Mm. uh after they win the championship after he goes and just goes on an absolute bender for a few weeks we will then have him back on the show to recap what has been a wild roller coaster inside the bubble. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, uh, our very own friend of the program. All right, go, go give us five stars uh, and, and leave us questions, comments, whatever else, and we'll address them on Friday. That's the show. We'll see you guys in.